Welcome back and thanks for joining us. Uh, I'm Jose Malabo and this is Inside Morehouse. I have a great guest today. Uh, I think it's really timely. Uh, the student loan debt right now is greater than consumer debt in this country at $1.6 trillion and growing 4%. And if you read the papers recently, um, a greater proportion of that debt is being footed by parents. Um, I have a good friend who's CEO and co-founder, or I should say founder of iGrad.com, a financial literacy company and has prior experience in the loan space as well in higher education. Uh, Rob, Rob Lebrecht, welcome to uh, tomorrow's College. Good to see you, Jose. I'll get your name right this time. Rob Lebrecht, welcome to Morehouse College. Well, you've known me for a long time, so uh, you don't get any passes for not getting it right. I know, I know. It's not like it's some esoteric name like mine. Um, so let's get to it because I think, you know, it's, it's early February 2021. It's about the time when students and parents are looking at packaging to go into their first year in college if they're fresh freshmen. Um, financial literacy is kind of a fairly new term, at least relative to me. I didn't talk about that when I was looking at college and graduate school. You're, you're in that business. Can you just unpack that term a little bit and tell me, tell our audience what that means? Sure, yeah, I think a lot of people are confused when they hear the term financial wellness. Um, I think people are more familiar with health wellness. So maybe if they work for a particular company, their, health, their, their company will offer some sort of incentive to you know, exercise or get their cholesterol level down or anything like that. Well, I think companies and schools, et cetera, are realizing that uh, a lot of stress in our lives comes from the financial side of things and actually affects your physical well-being being and physical wealth or health. So what's happening is more schools and more businesses are sp spending time, effort, and money with their students or with their employees to help them be financially well. What that means is understanding uh, how they make financial decisions, the psychology, psychology of it. So you and I have had the conversation before. We might might know the right thing to do. That doesn't make that doesn't mean that we do. Uh, credit cards, for example, we know we shouldn't be running up our credit cards to buy the items we don't need, but we do it, uh, and then we get stuck with debt at a high interest rate, and we're paying it back forever. Um, so it's it's those sorts of things that uh, we know that we can get human beings to be better at um, financial wellness from understanding credit score, making those good financial decisions. You know how to buy that first house how to have an emergency, emergency savings account, et cetera. So you kind of package all that together and that's generally financial wellness. So you're, you're looking at broadly and holistically, um, but when it comes to planning for, you know, college or, or you know, post-secondary education, what do you think are the top one or two things that parents should really think about and, and students as well? Yeah, well, like any other planning, the earlier, the better. I mean, that's the best advice. So. You know, I don't want you to panic if you didn't plan 10, 15 years ago when your, your kid was five years old or where maybe you're an adult now going back to college. I mean, there are solutions here, but uh, the first thing I would say is plan early. That way you can have some sort of regimented savings to prepare for the day when you're going to have to pay a lot of money for college. Right, right. So let's get to that piece in terms of, you know, you're a parent, you went to college, you know. Today, 2021 is far different than it was when you and I entered college in the mid 80s in terms of cost. Um, what would you, what advice, what two or three things would you give the audience here in terms of what you, they should be doing and thinking about? So if you were planning to send your, your son to college next year, what are you doing right now? Well, I mean, the first thing you should do is uh, speak to an expert about it or, or buy a book. 
Um, you buy one on Amazon or anywhere else just to kind of get the lay of the land. Uh, you can go on igrad.com as well and find all the information you need uh, to understand about college costs and how they break down. I mean, you know about net price and the net price calculator, meaning that the sticker price is not necessarily the actual price for most folks. I think that's something that's really important to know. Uh, there's something called the 529 plan. And essentially that's uh, kind of like a 401k, but for college costs. So I think that's important for people to look at their local state agencies or some others that may not be your state uh, to begin saving some money for college that can be tax-free, very important. Um, I think that you always hear, hey, scholarships and grants, those are better than the loans. Absolutely, that's the case, but you have to be thoughtful about what you're looking for and you can't have crazy expectations that you're gonna get all this free money when it's not necessarily gonna be the case. And, and finally, the loans. People need to look at the loans. They need to understand that uh, loans are not all created equally. So the federal loans are typically much better, uh, not only from an interest rate standpoint, but from a benefit standpoint, where if you have some sort of financial hard, hardship, like now with COVID, uh, people don't have to pay their student loans at this very moment. And as we've all heard in the news, some people may even have some of their loans forgiven. Uh, right. with, That's with, probably a whole other show. That's... Yeah, that, that is. So, you know, those are the things, understanding what the options are and feeling comfortable with that. I know it's intimidating for a lot of students and parents, but I think if you kind of take a step-by-step -step approach, it's a lot more understandable. Uh, makes a lot of sense. I'm just very, very happy I'm not sending a teenager to college anytime soon uh, because I, I remember paying off my graduate school loans in such a short amount of time relative to, um, I think, what students are facing today. Um, so let's yeah, get to real quickly on that. It's, it's a whole different ball game than when you and I went to college. I mean, costs, as you mentioned, have risen at twice the, the rate of inflation or more than that. Um, the federal government lets people, at least parents, borrow up to the full cost of education, which is another question of, you know, why have college costs risen so quickly? But, um, you know, don't let anybody fool themselves. Going to a four-year college, especially a private school right now, is, is so much more expensive than it was uh, years ago. Uh, by an exponential factor. Right, right. I, I completely agree. Um, so on the broad discussion or the broader sort of investment in terms of a college career decision to go to college, and, and I'll harken back to to my old boss, um, the former CEO at LinkedIn, uh, Jeff Weiner, who I think when he came out with it, I think probably shocked most of us when I was in higher education at, in terms of the headline, but I think I get what he was saying now uh, in far more greater context. And that was a few years ago, he said something that America overemphasizes the four-year degree over, over skills. Now I have a couple degrees, but I've spent a lot of time honing my skills at what I do um, that are very technical um, to complement that. So I get the balance, but what, what's your take on that point of view, given the business that we're both in? Well, you know, I'm speaking to someone at Morehouse, and that's a fantastic school. So I don't want to undermine any thoughts about that school or other brick and mortar schools out there. But I think people need to take a look at what they're trying to achieve in life and how to get there with as little pain as possible. Um, but, you know, there is value to a name institution like Morehouse that you get out of school and you have those connections and you have that alumni, et cetera. So, you know, putting that aside for a second, I think people have to be thoughtful about how they get that four-year degree or do they need that four-year degree? Uh, might you wanna be an apprentice? Um, may, is, is college the right thing for people? Because 
for a long time, it was all about, you need to get that degree. Well, I think the mindset has changed where maybe you don't need that degree for what you want to do, what you're passionate about. So that's one thing you have to look at. And when you look at colleges, and you and I have discussed this before, to get that four-year degree, is it necessary to go to that school in your first year? Right. Might you want to think about a, a community college for a few years and save some money that way. And again, like everything else, Jose, there's there's pros and cons here because I'm a strong believer that the the, the experience while on a college campus is, is tough to duplicate. If you can get that experience, by all means, go for it. But uh, realistically, nowadays, with the cost of college, you might want to look at uh, maybe a combination of going to a community college for a few years and then going to that, that four-year school after that for your last few years. Yeah, no, we certainly see that, um, you know, the term four-year degree is probably something from the 60s or 70s, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, think, I think, you know, with the cost, students from all corners of higher education have found inventive ways. And I, we didn't touch on this, but, you know, work study, which is federally funded now, is, an, is another avenue, which never really was available to me. I had to go get a real job, you know, like right. working, you know, off campus when I was an undergrad just to, you know, get extra money in my pocket and pay rent in my senior year. Those things weren't as available or prevalent. And I think, honestly, I think the, when I was going to school, there was a stigma around sticking around an extra semester or two, sure. right? I don't think that's there anymore. And the transfer thing is not as, as stigmatized as it was when I was an undergrad, particularly in the Northeast where, yes. you know, I love having grown up there, but there is a little bit, little sense of you gotta get out in four or there's something <laughs> wrong with you. Uh, that's not the case anymore. Uh, I don't well, it's think. also more expensive, though. You have to remember that you're right. paying for dollars. And so the flip side of that argument is, can you do it in three years or maybe one semester less? You can you can save a boatload of money. But we right. all know the challenges there with getting classes and enough credits and things like that. So uh, it's all about putting that, the pieces of that puzzle together for sure. Yeah, no, I agree. I think that's that's really good advice. You know, I know you've seen a lot of this for far longer than I've been in higher education. So I'll leave it before we end the segment here of any last you know, what's the one thing, you know, what's the one thing you got to think about uh, advice you give parents that you're like, this is the one thing you didn't think about. Is it a scholarship? Is it going to your local, you know, uh, network group and, and looking for something if you're from the minority uh, space or that's yeah. something specific that no one would know about? Well, I can talk to you for hours about a million different things, but I, and I'll tell you one that really stuck with me for a long time because uh, years ago, I used to actually consult parents on a one-on-one -on -one basis, literally thousands of them over time. I didn't know that. And, yeah. And, you know, you, you get to understand people's trials and tribulations and struggles. And, you know, that's why I founded this company, because I know the pain that people have of paying for college and the, the consternation that they have to uh, all the years before the kids go to college. Like, how am I going to do this? How am I going to manage these kids that are so important? You know, my child's so important to me. The number one thing that I would say, and this might be a surprise to you, is shoot for the stars as far as the school you want to go to. If you've gotten the, the work done and you've done really well, I spoke, I've spoken to so many parents that will still say, well, you know, my, my son or daughter has done a great job, but, you know, we're going to stick with a state school. Well, keep in mind that a lot of these private schools have more money to offer from scholarships and work study and things like that than the other schools. So I would say definitely apply for those dream schools, see what happens. 
because oftentimes some of them have a very small sticker price or a large sticker price, but a very small net price, meaning the price you're actually paying at the school. Now, that's not going to happen for everybody, but I think that's one thing that I would advise based on the thousands of students I talk to that really find themselves in a corner from a financial situation and don't think that those schools are possibilities for their kids. They may be. That, that's great advice. I wish I'd knew, known you when I was 16. Yeah. Uh, but I appreciate your time. And, and everybody here, you, if you heard what I heard, it's 1-800-CALL-ROB for advice. Uh, <laughs> By the way, Jose wouldn't have gotten into all those schools no, no. I'm talking about. So absolutely not. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely not. Uh, I think I'm punching way beyond my my weight in terms of what my career uh, has turned into relative to some of the uh, you know choices I made in education. But uh, it was good having you, and I think that was really good, sort of holistic, as very specific advice as well. And I appreciate you all for tuning in. But uh, thank you again, Rob, and you have a good year. Thanks, Jose.